time to find balance and be refreshed here on Every Heart, Every Woman. Every Heart, Every Woman. Get ready for uplifting music and inspiring interviews. Every Heart, Every Woman. Let's get motivated to move forward as we share our life experiences. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. Before we jump into our interview for today, we're going to set the tone with just a little bit of live music. This is Falling in Love. It's from my CD, True Worship. Sit back and enjoy. Oh 
Welcome back, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host of the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. I hope you enjoyed Falling in Love. That is from my CD, True Worship. You can go to my website, CarlaNivens.com, and you can get all the information about everything that uh, the Lord has me doing in this season right now. Well, our radio show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization organization. Just go to loveministriesbuilds.org. You can get all the great information about Love Ministries. Well, I am so excited about our interview for today. We are welcoming Pastor Henry H. Batson III. Reverend Batson is a senior pastor of Red Oak Faith Fellowship in Red Oak, Texas. Reverend Batson is an urban senior pastor, a teacher, evangelist, inspirational figure, and advocate for youth and youth and young adults. He is known for his profound and dynamic Bible teaching, his insights in the Word of God, both reverent and relevant, which enables him to hold the attention of both young and the seasoned alike. Welcome, Reverend Batson. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. Yeah, well, we are so excited to have you. You are, I will say that I know Reverend Batson, known Reverend Batson for several years. He is uh, one of my mom's sons. And in fact, I had to go through her to get your number. Your number was not in my phone. I had to call my mom. Yeah. (laughs) And say I'm looking for Reverend Batson, and she said, "Okay, let me let me hook this up." And actually, your she did. She hooked it up. And actually, your wife Melanie mm-hmm. Batson has been here on the show uh, before, and she did a great job. I mean, she preached. So if you want to be better than her, well, it's going to be very difficult. <laughs> you you kind of. <laughs> You know, I kind of, I'll kick my coverage with that one. So I'm just going to do the very best I can. Uh, Hopefully I'll be better than somebody else. Uh, And I'll just, you know, uh, but we'll, I'll settle for being better than somebody else. Okay, 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 okay. Well, we got it. No, we're kidding. But but Melanie, when she was here, she said... On val- for Valentine's Day, you got to have Reverend Batson on so that he can he can share uh, with everyone. So I'm so happy that you had time to be here. We Absolutely. thank you for your presence and everything. So I want to kick this off. Okay. Most people believe that married people enjoy a better life than single people. And we want to know, is that a myth? Uh, is that a myth? Mm-hmm. Is, it, um, is marriage some mythological enchantment island that we live on (laughs) that single people don't get to be on. There you go. Um, On some levels, yes. (laughs) You know, well, well, let me just tell you this. Uh, For me, I really enjoyed my single life Mm -hmm. and I really enjoyed my married life. Mm -hmm. Um, I waited a a little bit longer in life to get married. I was 35. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, by the time I got married, I was sick of being single. Like Like I was done being single. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was so ready at that point in time to now be married because uh, I, I knew I wasn't ready before, mm-hmm. you know. And and so I took my time uh, and found the right one. And uh, and, I, and so, so let me deal with the myth part. Okay. I think what happens is uh, 
um, they do say that married people live longer. So that that's I think that's science. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, that that married people live longer. Uh, and but I think being single. Uh, as a believer, mm-hmm. all right, because there, there's a difference between being in this world and being a believer. As a believer, um, the, the somehow in the church, you know, if you're single past thirty, or you know, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, something's wrong with you. Right. You know, you start getting those questions and those side eyes, like, ooh, <laughs> getting thirty. You know, and, and you know, and, and your parents start saying stuff like, you know. Ooh, I, I hope one day I have some some grandkids. Right. You know, they start right. saying, dropping little you know hints, and mm-hmm. you know, putting the pressure, mm-hmm. you know, on you to to produce some grandkids. And they're like, you know, you know, and then they start doing saying little stuff like, you know, it she's cute, you know, like you know, <laughs> like, like can't you like just look? She's cute. Get with her, you know. Uh, and there's no real, and but as a believer, uh, when you when you try to hold up a standard, you mm-hmm. know, and you try to live by God's, you know. Uh, standards and hold up, you know, the bloodstained banner, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then you don't just do a lot of hooking up, right? You know, but you do a lot of dating, some courting. Uh, you'd really try to seek out, you know, the person who's uh, for you, uh, and you got to give that time. I, th- I think there's, I don't know that there's a certain amount of time. You know, there are some people who married, you know, they knew each other for six months and they mm-hmm. happily married 26 right. years later. Mm-hmm. And there are people who dated for four years and got married and were divorced within two years. Mm-hmm. You know, they were so uh, it, it's about, I think, God's timing. Uh, but I do think that when you try to being single, the longer that you are single, um, the more and try to hold up a standard, the more difficult it is. One for you to find somebody who'll commit back to you. Mm-hmm. You know, when you start talking about abstinence, you know, you know, as a man talking about abstinence to a woman, you know, they start saying, "So now right. let me make sure I got this right." Right now, what's going on with now, you? Now, now, now I'm now you gonna look at me in this, mm-hmm. and you're not gonna touch me, mm-hmm. and so you start saying, you know, it, it becomes mm-hmm. almost a game, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, that you're not gonna that you're not gonna win. Right. Uh, it's not a game you can play and mm-hmm. and be successful. You can't play mm-hmm. with the devil like right. that. Right. So, um, I think that um, to have uh, part of the great joy of marriage is sexual fulfillment mm-hmm. uh, and a partner that you know you can explore each other. Uh, you know, without fear of you know contradiction. Right. 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 <laughs> you know, and so and so from that regard. For believers, I believe that, you know, even Paul, you know, talked about that. He said, you know, and I wish that y'all could stay single like me. He says, well, listen, if you're going to have to burn with passion, then mm-hmm. you go and get married. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, and I used to think that pa- burn with passion meant you're going to burn in hell. Like, you know, you're going to burn up. you just going right. to catch it. But that's not what it meant. It literally means what it says. You know, it's talking. He's talking about, you know, your, your yearning on the inside. If you can't help yourself mm-hmm. and 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 then now your your devotion is divided you know uh it's better for you to get married and i right. think that uh i have thoroughly enjoyed uh my married life uh whether it's mythological or not mm-hmm. i love being married i love having a family i love having kids i it has been one of the greatest joys of my life mm-hmm. um and and i and i think that that's good because i thoroughly enjoyed being single uh and i thoroughly enjoy uh enjoy being married so yeah. it's been a wonderful wonderful experience for me yeah 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 that's good so so when you're when you're in church and mm-hmm. you're single and yes people are 
you say giving you the side eye. You, yeah, you're yeah, 30. You know. What's going on? She's cute over there. Yeah, Did you talk what's, to what's her? wrong? Especially you know? man, what's wrong with you? Like right. you, you ain't you can't get none of these young ladies wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you, you're inadequate. You can't get none. Of, you ain't none of these ladies cute to you. You know what's wrong? You know, you're like, well, it's not about them just being cute. Like we right. gotta have chemistry. Like we gotta work. We gotta live together. Like for the rest of our lives. Like you right. know, yeah. It's it, so. How do you deal with all of that? Because that can that can be that can put pressure on oh, yeah. on on people. I talked to one. Um, one of my friends, one young man, and he said that he and he's not even close to thirty yet, but he said that his grandmother was saying, listen, you need to get serious. You need to choose one. And he said, like, it was like you just line people up and say, okay, you, you know. So I tried to encourage him. I was like, don't rush so fast if you just literally just choose one, you know. How do you deal with that pressure? Well, I I dealt with it because, you know, one (laughs) – I, and I was at a mega church. You know, mm-hmm. I served before I mm-hmm. started my church. I was at a mega church, so I was kind of at a maybe uh, I hesitate to say a high profile position, mm-hmm. but you know, every Sunday, you know, uh, you know, thousands, you know, it was, it was fifteen thousand people uh, that I would typically, you know, uh, stand in front of for almost twenty years. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I, I I had to be very careful. And how I conducted myself, both single and in my choosing process. Mm-hmm. Um, but one, the first thing that happens is um, I, I had to deal with my mom, you know, and we just had a, a, a real, you know, talk, you know, um, uh, you know, about the people, you know, that day that I would date, and and I had to tell her, don't like you can't pressure me. I had to let mm-hmm. her know, like, look, I'm gonna choose, you know, so to speak, you know, when I find the right one. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, I I don't have to choose today. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'd love to choose, right. but I'll choose when I when I'm one or when I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two, you know, when God shows me exactly, you know, at God's direction, not yours. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so we, you know, I, she understood that, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, and of course that that it, I said it like I really said it has some authority in front of my mom. It's more like, <laughs> uh, mom, you know, like you know, what about God? Like God has got to, say, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> but it was, but I, I said it real magic, like, hey, I told, hey, mom, look, when God say it. <laughs> I'm gonna do it when I'm ready. When God say, I so I, I made it sound like that, but right, it's really right, right. More like, um, right, we get it, mom. Don't don't hit me, mom. Don't. I'm just playing. It wasn't like that, but it was. We had a good time, and, and you know, and we did have that talk. We really did, mm-hmm. um, and you know, and so she didn't rush me. You know what I mean? And That's and good. I didn't allow society to rush mm-hmm. me because it's it's too many divorces. It's mm-hmm. too many people mm-hmm. having kids out of wedlock. Mm-hmm. It's too many people who are struggling, really struggling, you know, uh, that I wasn't going to allow that pressure to be, um, right. to be on me. And I, mm-hmm. I think I kind of had that personality to kind of offset that pressure. But, um, you know, that, that I just dealt with it straight up. Right. That's good. That's good. That's good. That, that helps people because there is a certain amount of pressure, especially from family, but yeah. certainly in, in church as well. So now let's talk about this for married or or for single people, mm-hmm. what's the secret to happiness? Uh, you got to love yourself. You know, one of the things that I think people make the mistake in thinking, you know, is that if I just had a man mm-hmm. or if I just had a woman mm-hmm. who loved me mm-hmm. and would treat me right, mm-hmm. I would be happy. No, you wouldn't. Um, if... 
if you are not happy with you, then what makes you think somebody else will be happy with you? Mm-hmm. And you're not already happy with yourself. Mm-hmm. That, and, and I think that, so I, I that we've got to be, ha- you got to be happy alone. You got to find your own niche in this life, the things that make you happy, the mm-hmm. things that help ex- help you to experience joy. Like you've got to know what that is. And I think that when you come into a relationship and you're confident about knowing what makes you happy, knowing what gives you you know, uh, you know, great joy and understanding that, you know, happiness is a lot and there's a lot with you know happenings and mm-hmm. what's going on in your life. Mm-hmm. But uh there are times when, you know, you know, and 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 Jesus is the one in essence who gives us joy. So I think when you find that place in Christ, um, where you're confident, you know, uh being single or confident in your marriage, and I think that that's where I was. I I was confident in what gave me joy and happiness. And I'm mm-hmm. and I'm not that's not a pat on the back to myself, I'm saying that that was real for me. Right. Uh, like, and so because I was comfortable in my own skin, I, there was a lot of pressures that I didn't uh, allow myself to feel, but I, I 100% was happy single, you know, and I'm 100% happy married. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that there is the, the secret, if there is one is f- knowing who you are ahead of time, you know, because you're already going to have to figure out who you are as a husband and a wife. Exactly. But if you don't even know who you are as a single person, mm-hmm. you you bring a whole lot more confusion in there. And mm-hmm. you're going to figure out how you all live together, how you blend. I, You know, my wife and I uh, do a lot of, we're a blended family, so we do a lot of you know, blended family, you know, seminars and, and, you know, okay. we're you know, trying to write a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, but part of it is because, um, it's not, we, we're talking about a, a blended family, meaning, you know, my wife was previously married, um, you know, had all the biblical, uh, grounds, you know, for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for divorce, mm-hmm. uh, tried to stay, but, you know, uh, but we, but had children, amazing, uh, beautiful, loving, uh, children as a result uh, of that. And, um, and so we're a blended family. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, however, I, my argument is that every family is a blended family, whether children are involved or not, Mm -hmm. because I think when a man and a woman come together and you're blending all of your thoughts, all of your ideas, all of your hopes of what you thought marriage would be from a little boy, from a little girl. And little girls, of course, are raised differently in and to view marriage. They play with little dolls and they mm-hmm. have, you know, so to speak, Barbie and right. Ken right. type, you know, and they get, right. to, you know, and they, where, you know, the boys have dump trucks and they're like running over the dolls. Like they have right. no <laughs> care about relationships, right? So, uh, so, but I think when you bring every person that you've ever dated and every heartbreak that you've ever had and every love note that's ever been, you know, I love you, box yes, box no, mm-hmm. every love note, every card, everything that your all of your love experiences, some sort of your love experiences, they meet at the hymnal altar, mm-hmm. right? And you're saying I do uh, to some points of rejection, uh, some points of acceptance, some points of confusion, some points of, you know, of you know childhood trauma you're mm-hmm. saying yes to all that and you're mm-hmm. trying to blend it all together and help two single adults 
you know, make that work. And then, you know, children just complicate that. Right. So, um, right. but I think every marriage is a blended family. You're blending your mama Nim, you know, sister Nim, mm-hmm. brother Nim, big mm-hmm. mama Nim, mm-hmm. you know, because truth be told, uh, and I think in every community, but especially uh, in the African-American community, there's an acceptance that, you know, you desire, even if it's not given from the hierarchy. Mm-hmm. You know, you want grandmother's, you know, mm-hmm. hand of approval. You mm-hmm. desire uh, mom and dad's hand of approval. Uh, we discovered it's not necessary, but it is so desired, mm-hmm. um, you know, that that's a blend. Like, because you, 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 you realize I'm not, that when we get married, we're going to have cousins around us and right. aunts and uncles right. and nieces and nephews. And so uh, how we relate with our brothers and sisters in marriage matters. Right, 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 right. You know, I... Um, Back to your your first point about, and then I want to get into the blended families. That was, I've never even thought about all of that, you know, thinking of any marriage. Every marriage is a blended family. It truly is. But I was thinking about your first point. Um, My parents, and and you know my parents well, so the way— They're our parents. Yes, they're our parents. Yes. (laughs) They raised us— in ministry, so we were mm-hmm. always um, very focused. So when I met Roosevelt, I was able to say, "This is this is my life." Like I go straight from church to a, a musical to the midnight prayer. I got to sing it all three of those, you know. And right. do you want to fit in that life? You know, do you? Mm-hmm. Do you have any experience with that? And then after each event, I got to tear down and pack up, you know, because so our life takes time to do all of these things. And I think and so I was already that and I was able to kind of communicate that to him so he could say yes or no. Right. You know, no, I don't want to deal with someone who's always out, someone who's always preparing something, someone who's always writing something, you know, someone who's got all of this stuff going on. No, I want someone else who does something else. But thank the Lord that our parents raised us that way and we knew who we were and I was able to communicate that to him. And he fully said, yes, I, I know, you know, I know that life. His mom was a choir director. Wow. And so she... Uh, was the one preparing for the rehearsals. And, you know, he was used to right. that kind of lifestyle, to staying at church to all hours of the night. He was used to it, and he said, oh, yeah, 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 I can I, I can do that. But you bring up that good point. If you can't communicate to someone, this is who I am, do you want to sign on for that? Right. You could have a lot of issues right off the bat, even with, because you're already going to have a lot of issues because you're coming Two different people. Two different people are coming together. But knowing who you are really is a must. It really is. And and I'll say this because, you know, when my when I married my wife, I was already in a pastoral position. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, we've been here 11 years, all right? Uh, and, but she knew, you know, who who I was when she met me, mm-hmm. you know, and that was important for her to know. Cause I think sometimes it's a little different, you know, if you're married with somebody and then kind of, kind of calls them, you know, into ministry and, you know, um, 
and I think that God will call couples in the ministry, right? But I think, it, you know, if she knew who I was and it helped that her mom, uh, both of her parents were, were pastors. Uh, her mom was a okay. senior pastor, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and God rest her soul, we just lost her last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so she was a senior pastor. Mm-hmm. And so, so she understood church life. So she was yes. familiar with it. She was, uh, she understood, you know, what that life was like. So, uh, so it wasn't, a, a far reach for her, mm-hmm. you know, to to be involved in pastoral ministry. So I, I I thank God that He put us together. What a blessing! Yeah, Amen, Amen. Well, listen, Reverend Batson, we're having a great conversation, but we've come to the point where we need to take a break. So let's take a little bit of a break, and we will be right back in just a minute. Cool. Every Heart, Every Woman, the show where women find balance, peace, and inspiration. Now let's get back to the show with your host, Carla Nivens. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. We are having a great conversation with Pastor Henry H. Batson III. He's a senior pastor of Red Oak Faith Family Fellowship in Red Oak, Texas. So, Reverend Batson, I want to just truly jump back in on on where we left off. Cool. Um, I loved your point about that any marriage mm-hmm. really is a blended family. 100%. Yeah. Um, I really didn't think think about that before I got married. Um, the things that Roosevelt was used to doing, the way he was used to doing life. Still, we both grew up in Christian households. Yes. That's not what I'm saying at all. But there were different, there were major differences. So this is the way I think, this is the way I run my life, this is the way he thinks, this is the way he runs his life. And we really had to navigate that. But I don't know, I guess that was more of a surprise to me to to think this person didn't grow up the exact same way I grew up. Why, why would you do it that way? Yeah. We do it this way. When we gather, this is what we do, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that's a really helpful point for people to go into marriage thinking we are blending two different families with two different histories, with two different backgrounds, different ways of thinking and doing things. And the Lord has called us to blend this together. Yes. What What are some, some helpful t- tips that you can give us mm-hmm. to navigate that process one you have to come into it with an open mind uh when you when you get married let's talk about traditions mm-hmm. okay so you know when you come in, you have two different traditions and you know for thanksgiving our family does you know right you know this and we believe that before we eat everybody goes around the table and says what you're thankful for or right. at christmas time you know everybody you know comes to big mama's house because it's you know it's tradition you right. know that we pay you know, we honor her, even though we we can't all go at the same time because the house not big enough. Right. But we, you know, we, 
the oldest kid is gonna go for I mean, like, you know, like you right. and and then when you get married, you know, the other person says, Well, you know, everybody goes to my mom's house, you know, and we eat there mm-hmm. and you know, and we sit down and it's quiet and then the other house is like, No, it's cast, like you're supposed to have kids everywhere mm-hmm. running around, you know, wrapping paper on the floor like right. it's supposed to be, you know, like Christmas. And some people think no, but because it's Christmas, you should pick it up, it should be clean, like it should be and when you so if you don't come into a marriage thinking that I've got to give something up, you mm. know, because we we always think that, and it's true that we think that when we get married we're getting something and we are, mm-hmm. but we always have to approach marriage not just what I'm getting but what do I what must I give up and and that's not it's not negotiable you must give and here's the word here's the what the word here's how we phrase it it's compromise yes like what must i compromise and so if you're not willing to compromise i don't care how christian how saved how long y'all been in church and y'all was raised in church and mm-hmm. and you know and y'all active in ministry and tithe and the pastor love y'all mm-hmm. he's one of your favorite members i don't when you get together if you're not willing to compromise that and and, and experience compromise you're not going to have a successful marriage mm-hmm. uh in fact it there's another word that will describe that called selfish you know and you and uh, <laughs> and you can't be that word you know, in marriage. And so, you know, the first thing is you got to learn to compromise, you know, not, you know, be selfish. And then, but but also in compromise, see what you can do together. All right, see how, you know, tell me about, you know, understand your history, understand, try to get to know that person's, you know, backdrop, you know, tell me what y'all did around, you know, hopefully if you've dated, you know, you've talked about it, but, right. but talk about the expectations too. Okay, mm-hmm. so, you know, if we were to get married or when we get married, you know, how would you expect, you know, us to do Christmas? And, and some, cause you may say, you know, I'm, you know, 40 years old and I've been, I spent 40 Christmases with my mom. Right. You know, I don't, you know, I don't want to not spend Christmas with my mom, mm-hmm. you know, and they may, he may say, well, I've spent, you know, 42 with mine, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. I don't want to not spend it with mine. So, so then mm-hmm. what, what do you do? And so talk through those things. I think healthy conversations on the front end help, gain understanding and when people share with you their history and their expectation you should believe them and i like not feel like oh i, I could change that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh i mean that's a great point you know so you got to be willing to talk through you know those expectations and you know for uh for how you'll deal with the things that are that are significant like traditions and and you know stuff that we done also i think you have to talk through you know where you all are with Christ because I think that your walk and your marriage and your, your marriage walk together, um, you know, here's how we can phrase it, uh, set some marriage goals, you know, mm-hmm. that where will we, where will our marriage be in one year? Like, what do we want to have accomplished? And that, that encompasses several other areas you know where do we want our marriage to be financially mm-hmm. where do we want our marriage to be spiritually mm-hmm. you know are we gonna will we read one book a year when we i mean that's that's a easy things but you know will will we decide to go my wife and i decided we, every year we'll do at least one marriage retreat mm-hmm. you know uh you know one we host our own marriage retreat which is in september but we will also attend one you know where we can you know just be fed or we'll we'll do something where we're poured into mm-hmm. you know so um 
So, so I think that you have to be intentional. That's the way we can phrase it. You must be intentional uh, in your conversations uh, and in your goal setting, you know, spiritually, where we're going to be financially, where we're going to be, you know, how are we, you know, how are we going to handle sex? Like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, do you use sex as a weapon? If you get mad, do you feel like you have a right not to have sex with me? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, and, you know, that's a conversation. How will we raise our children? You know, do you, you know, how were you raised and how will we raise our children? Did mm-hmm. you believe in spanking or, you know, time out or just talking? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what what did you believe? You know, because, you know, one person, other because if y'all don't are on the same page, one person can end up being the disciplinarian. The other parent can be like the cool parent. And mm-hmm. so it, it can divide your home. It can divide your marriage if you're not right. careful. Right. You know, I, you know, unfortunately, both my parents believe in beating. I mean, spanking, <laughs> you know, time out was when you were trying to pick yourself up off the floor and wonder how long you had been there you know that was how was this time out how, how much time was i out you know <laughs> but they both believed in it you know right and and they and so they you know they they could tag team as opposed to being on in opposite corners mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so i'm saying that those things definitely matter and you got to have those conversations on the front end mm-hmm. so part of getting ready for the process yes. of of marriage when when you are single is getting to the point where you are willing to compromise yes. some some things. That yes. is a major thing. So I, I want to ask this, because most people think that love and happiness are intertwined, mm-hmm. that if you are married, you're, man, your life is going and you are definitely happy. And that is because of the love that you are receiving in within that relationship. Is love and happiness intertwined? One hundred percent, but not the way you said it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, love and happiness don't go together because you know I'm in love with somebody else. It goes back to what I said before. Love and happiness go together because they're intertwined because I love me. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you have self love and that's not a selfish love mm-hmm. you know that that's a love that that says i help a healthy respect of who i am who god called me to be uh, and when you understand how healthy that can be you can understand you can appreciate and respect how God has created another person who is healthy, who loves themselves. And then yes. when you learn uh, to love you and you have you have your own love and happiness, and then you blend your own love and happiness with somebody else who is who loves themselves and is happy, that then you have that's when it's intertwined. Mm-hmm. You know, but it, it's not I, I love somebody else loves me or I love somebody else and now I'm happy. It is the it is I love me. Mm-hmm. And it's and and, and I know that God loves me Amen. and God. And if I know that God loves me and I love me and I love myself, mm-hmm. then I can love Cause, cause some people don't know how to love themselves. Right. 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 And when you don't know how to love yourself, you don't know how to love somebody else. Not appropriately. Mm-hmm. You misappropriate your love and they become your God. Mm-hmm. You know, they, you don't, mm-hmm. you don't have their, your relation. And, and I'm not talking about in marriage. I'm talking about even in dating. Right. Like you misappropriate your love, uh, you know, to them and it opens you up and, and not, and love, you know, will, will do this to you anyway, but in an, 
in this way, it becomes devastation and heartbreak. You start mm-hmm. having a suicidal thought. You mean like yes. it can create the yes. other nonsense that comes with a breakup, the depression that will ensue. And all that happens because we don't have a proper perspective of love for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so therefore love and happiness aren't intertwined. Uh, and our happiness came from somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so when that somebody else is not there, you know, then we don't even know who we are anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a dear friend who, um, is divorced now but that was kind of the issue that her and her husband came you know faced um he felt like her loving him should fix all of his issues that he had mm-hmm. when he was single yeah. when he said i do she's a great woman She's going to order my life. She's going to take care of me. She's going to put my life where it should be. And all of my issues are going to go away. None of his issues went away. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, and, and, and it just caused a problem where they just, they could not continue, you know, anymore. Yeah. Not, none of the issues went, yeah, went no. away. <laughs> no, so the only person who can fix our issues is Christ. And, and, you know, and so that's why you got to enter into a relationship as a whole person. You know, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. We all experience brokenness and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and there is a level, uh, a level of healing that a spouse can bring, Mm -hmm. but not, not from, not a broken person being healed in marriage. You know, I'm saying that, you know, those broken places that we've had to turn over to the Lord and get healing from, you know, so that we, because what happens is in marriage, those broken places turn into insecurities. Mm -hmm. And so you bring, it's not just your brokenness, but you bring brokenness and insecurities into a marriage if you don't allow God to deal with you. And so, uh, and so that man who you're talking about was a broken man Mm -hmm. who brought all of his brokenness and insecurities. uh, And then he tried to place his securities instead of in Christ in his wife and again that's where that person becomes uh, your God and that's not how God intended mm-hmm. for it to be mm-hmm. and that's never going to work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so what's a healthy perspective for people to have on Valentine's Day single or married <laughs> um, talk to because I know people who stand on who are dogmatic about both sides of this some people are like I will not celebrate Valentine's mm-hmm. Day it is a marketing ploy mm-hmm. it is you know this it is you know created to just it, they raise the price of roses I give my mm-hmm. wife flowers all the time and they cost $25 and now they $70 you know mm-hmm. and so I will not and so they, they they're they so adamant like I will not you know and, and, and so sometimes you know their wives kind of go along well yeah you know he, he said he don't like Valentine's Day <laughs> so we don't like Valentine's Day you know but why she looking at everybody with they $70 roses wow, right. you know know they cards and candy or whatever you know you know we don't we don't like it in our house so i think that you you all should come to talk through you know mm-hmm. what what's your expectation on valentine's day like how do you you know is this a big deal for you or is this you know not a big deal you know should you know may, maybe if if we do a simple exchange of cards or something i'll write mm-hmm. you a note right. you know um you know just i think you had to talk with your spouse or the person that you're dating, you know, and just kind of see where they feel. You know, I've dated um, women who really were big on Valentine's. I was like, that was everything. Mm-hmm. You know, so for them, I would do it big because it meant a lot to them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, I, I, my wife is not, I mean, you know, it's a big deal, but it's not the biggest deal. Right. You know, but, you know, so, but 
I think what I what I try to do uh, is is we honor each other all year long. Mm-hmm. So so getting flowers for her, you know, it it doesn't have to be any more significant on Valentine's Day than it is any other day when I send her two dozen roses, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or you know that she comes home and you know so so she had. So she has that regularly, you know, you know, I, I'm always buying her, her family candy. I go in, whenever I go to the store, I, you know, we're traveling. I go in, I come back out with her favorite candy. So it's not that I wait until Valentine's Day per se right, to right. try to make that impression. You know, um, I buy her cards all year long, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. so, uh, so that the card that she gets on Valentine's Day is while I'm going to make sure I give her one, it's going to be just in line with, who I am, mm-hmm. you know, all year long, mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, who I try to be on just one day. Mm-hmm. So I think that is, you know, I think that you should talk through, you know, know the person you're dating. Is it a big deal or not? You know, and if and if it's a big deal to the person, you know, to the person, even if it's not a big deal to you, mm-hmm. it's a big deal to the person. I think you should make a big deal out of it. Yeah, you know, yeah. with with within reason. You know, yeah. and say, listen, it's not, it's not something I could do with with or without, but. If he loves Valentine's Day or she loves Valentine's Day, you know, fine. I mean, what's wrong with expressing that, you know, love, even, even on, you know, um, even if you feel like it's a marketing ploy, just something to make more money. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. So I now want to ask the same question, but about marriage. Okay. What's a healthy perspective on marriage? Um, I think maintaining compromise you know just and and loving each other honoring each other uh i think is i think one of the things i I shared i was preaching sundays in a a series called reset and um you know one of the things uh i was i don't know how it came up in the message but uh i was talking about when my wife and i um have our intense moments of fellowship Mm -hmm. uh some people call them arguments but we you know our intense moments of fellowship um it's always because one of us was selfish. Hmm. It's one hundred percent. It can always be traced back to that on some level, um, because whenever we're you know where we are most of the time, you oh, know, I love you, I love you too, you know, mm-hmm. hey boo, you know, mm-hmm. pat you on the booty, that kind mm-hmm. of, when we're always there, mm-hmm. you know, that is you know even stuff that you probably would argue about, man, please, like it don't it doesn't even phases. It's mm-hmm. not even something we think twice about. Mm-hmm. But um, but when one of us thinks about ourselves you know, a little bit more and we become selfish. And it's in those moments that whatever, however we get in our feelings, it can be traced back to that. Mm-hmm. And so I I think um, unselfishness is one of the keys to happiness in marriage. I just, I you know, I think I don't care what you're arguing about, what you're fighting about. I think it can always come back to, um, to one person making a selfish decision, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a selfish thought, a mm-hmm. selfish comment. Mm-hmm. That's really good. <laughs> we can we can we we can all take that and keep that in in our mind. I I know I'm I'm filing that away. Unselfishness yeah. is 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 a great key. Um so let me ask you this. Dating in 2020. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to do it. I just I wouldn't want to do it. I this the, the dating dating now. I, I mean, I I just wouldn't want to do it. Everything you know? is different. It, it, so, w- what is your message? W- what message are you giving to you know the teens and the in the young adults that are in your care about? I don't know how to how to successfully date okay, in twenty twenty. So, 
um, I have a daughter who's thirty years old. Right, my oldest okay. daughter's thirty, and uh, so when I'm when I'm, t- you know, and so she. Uh, likes to date secretly, you know, like, okay. you know, like I don't want to bring around dad because, mm-hmm. you know, when uh, she was a, uh, she was Which in, is the opposite of how we were allowed to date, but go ahead. Right, right. <laughs> well, but she's 30. So, yes. you know, uh, and I, I'll tell you about my 17 year old. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so my 30 year old dates, like, because when she was in college, you know, at Texas Southern, um, she brought a guy to me and, you know, and I, and, I mean, he, he, knew, he just wasn't, worth her my daughter mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um you know i know at at 28 she was still a virgin mm-hmm. now on that 30 i hope that she still is but i don't know mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh but i know at when uh, at the time she was she was in college um you know she was 18 years old mm-hmm. she was dating this guy and um and so when i met him he wasn't you know but so i asked him you know some straight up questions we all went to we were at ihop and i asked him some straight up questions like mm-hmm. hey man you know what so my daughter's a virgin like you know how how you feel about that, you know? Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, he was like, oh, man, well, you know, when she ready, like, I'm ready. You know, like, he was like, you know, like, if she want to get it, I, like, I'm ready to get it. Like, you know, I was like, so, you know, as a man, I'm trying to, and the dad, I'm trying to keep my composure right. from coming across the say. table choking this dude. But right. I was very cool, calm, and collected. I said, well, okay, you know. Um, and so, and so, you know, and so I looked at my daughter and I said, I said, these are some conversations that you got to have with him. Mm-hmm. I said, because it doesn't seem like y'all are on the same page. You know, and I said it, just, I literally said it like, you know, mm-hmm. doesn't seem like you guys are on the same page. So she started crying. She goes to the bathroom. Like, it becomes a, a like a <laughs> like a reality show. Like, in the she takes off running. My wife's running after her. You know, my youngest daughter and my brother, they're sitting there confused about what's going on because they're like, what? Like, what do you say? You know? And so, you know, he's like, well, I'm an artist. I was oh like, well, goodness. draw something. You know? So I'm like, like, this is, this is really happening. And so, um, so from that now she likes like to date in private. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like if it gets serious, I'll introduce him to that. I said, but I'm telling you, I said, babe, I won't break you up with a guy, but mm-hmm. I'll tell you. And even that guy I said, I said, I said, even when we left, I said, listen, I said, I don't think he's for you. I said, but that's your choice. Mm-hmm. You know, she was of age to make a choice. I said, you should. and so I, I I didn't try to break up. Now my 17-year-old, now she's 100 percent like like, hey, before we go anywhere, you gotta meet my dad. Like, like, because okay. he gonna tell me whether you, you know, <laughs> whether I you like right it. or not. She's about it. Oh yeah, she about it. Like you know, so like, Dad, I like this boy, and 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 she started at, like at thirteen, you know, mm-hmm. you know, when she first, she was like, I like this boy. She was like probably in seventh grade, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and I, you know, I want to know if I can talk to him like on the phone, you know, and but you know, so you know, and so I know you got to talk to his parents, and and mm-hmm. so and I talked to his parents, and mm-hmm. they were really cool people, you know, and so they were like, you know, they want to talk on the phone, and you know, and he went to a different school. I was like, okay. You know, I, you know that's fine if y'all talk on the phone. I say y'all talk. You can only talk to this time, and mm-hmm. you know, be respectful in your conversation. And you know, I mean, you know, but because she was so upfront, you know, I mean, I couldn't be mad at her. You know, these kids gonna try to do what they want to do anyway. So mm-hmm. for her to at least, I just want to keep that door. But now she's seventeen, a senior. Uh, you know, in high school, graduating this year. Um, you know, she's the same way. Like, hey, you gotta talk to my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, so I've known everybody like per se. Mm-hmm. You know that she's talked to and their parents because mm-hmm. she like that's that's who it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, my oldest daughter. You know, she's still like when she day like like no 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 not that when we get <laughs> get ready get married that's when you meet. I'm like you lying. <laughs> you know, if it if it's serious, I'll know him. But anyway, <laughs> but I would not want to date. In this time, I think that dating has changed. Mm-hmm. It's difficult, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And I, I love married life so much. I just, you know, if my wife leave me, I'm going with her. <laughs> you, 
you know, I have a friend that says that same thing. Oh, he yeah. says, if my wife leaves me, I'm buying the house next to her. Yeah, I'm, I, she can't leave I'm me. I'm stalking her. I'm stalking. <laughs> he gonna be on if she leave for another man. He gonna have a hand. I'm gonna be on the other hand. Give me other hand, baby. You know, <laughs> I so I, I know, know we should not right. with me no more. But <laughs> but you don't have her. You don't get both of her hands. <laughs> I know that's right. Okay, so Reverend Baston, tell yes. us about your church. You you mentioned that you you all do a marriage retreat yes. in October, September, September. Mm-hmm. So so tell us about your church and tell us how people can uh, find you. Tell us your website and that kind of thing. FaithExperienceToday.org. FaithExperienceToday.org. The name of our church is Faith Fellowship, um, and we're in Red Oak. We're off of thirty five and Old Villa Road. Um, we're, we're a a, a small growing church. We're three years old, mm-hmm. a church plant. God's really blessed us uh, to do a lot in three years mm-hmm. uh, and had a great impact on our community. Uh, and so God's blessing us. He's growing us every day. Um, so I, I, I love our church. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook. I, Facebook, I think it's, you know, uh, Red Oak Faith Fellowship or Faith Fellowship, something like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, same thing on Twitter and uh, Instagram, you know, um, you know, I don't remember all them handles, but it, it's know. like Faith it's Fellowship or something. But anyway, um, I'd love to connect uh, and uh, I'd love to come back and talk about the retreat. We're doing a masquerade ball. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a masquerade ball. Nice. We usually do great retreats. And, and anybody who wants to come, it's not just open for our church. Anybody who wants to come, we'd love yes. to connect with your marriage ministry. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. So, yeah. So, we'll, we'll, we will. We will have you back in, in September. That That is wonderful. Reverend Batson, thank you so much for being here with us. We truly appreciate your time. We enjoy Thanks, Carla. your time. Uh Everyone, our radio show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Go to loveministriesbills.org for all of the great information about Love Ministries. For the information about myself or the show, go to carlanivens.com. Have a great week. We will see you back here next week. Every heart.